1: Today
0: I have something really new and exciting we're going to be talking about on the podcast. Um, today I'm speaking to Donna Jackson who is an influencer known as a curious mummy and founder of Souped Up Social, a digital marketing in small businesses, startups and creatives. So as I mentioned Donna is an influencer herself and she knows lots and lots about working with influencers and today she's going to share all her tips about using influencers to help promote your products. This is such a fantastic Episode, I think you're going to learn a lot, and there's lots of practical things that you can go away and do right away as well, which I absolutely love. So, um, I'm going to stop talking now and introduce you to Donna. Okay, so hi, Donna, thank you so much for being here.
1: Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Well, thank
0: you so much. Um, I'm really excited to have you here to talk about the topic of influencers. So, before we get started, could you tell us all about yourself um, and who you are, please?
1: yep um so I'm Donna I am um so I'm an influencer I have a blog called the curious mummy which I think has been going for five years I've stopped counting now I've stopped ground counting with the grays um and I uh, and that blog is centered around family life uh, with my children and my husband but mainly me and the children um and there's a, a big element of food and sustainability within the blog so that's one part of me and then the other side of me i um i have a consultancy uh where i support small businesses startups and creatives with their digital marketing strategies um and with my managed clients but i also train lots of clients and that business is called soup tap social so i'm a very busy woman (laughs) but it's all good and today i am going to tell you all about influencer marketing and hopefully deliver some really um, sound advice, not only from an influencer's point of view, because I think it's really good to understand that, but also uh, from a business point of view. um, So with um, the businesses that I work with, we do run influencer marketing strategies. um, And I think because I come from the other side, because I am an influencer and I work on this side, I understand the needs of a business, but I also understand those needs of an influencer. Um, So yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. I could talk more about me and how I got here but I don't think that's why I'm here today. (laughs) Thank you so much Donna and actually the reason, one of
0: many reasons I wanted you on today is because you you have both sides of the spectrum that you are an influencer and you work for influencers. That was one of the reasons I really wanted you on here today because I think you've got a really unique perspective and I'm really excited that you can share it with us. Um, I think a good place to start is could you just explain to us what influencer marketing is just for anyone listening who has not heard the phrase or has heard it but isn't entirely sure what we're talking about
1: okay so in a nutshell so it's a part of, I would say it's a part of social media marketing that endorses products and services so you've got a person um it could be a celebrity it could be you know the lady down the road that you're following because she's got an amazing life and there's lots going on in her life um and that person would Uh, incorporate a product and service so let's say it's your business Vicky in their lives and display that on their social profiles on blogs etc and and I'd say that they would represent that product um, in a way that's authentic Um, so for instance uh, one of the things that um, I do a lot is work with lots of food brands and I don't take food brands that um, you know that are not sustainable that don't have that element and angle um, so there's lots of things that I won't work with as, as an influencer but, um, but it's making sure that that brand um, firstly represents me as an influencer but secondly um, I represent them so I wouldn't want to take on a brand that, that you know doesn't have the brand values of my brand and equally I'm, I'm sure a brand wouldn't want to take me on if we didn't have aligned brand values. Sorry, I've gone on on a tangent. So I'll do that a lot. So Vicky, you'll need to pull me back. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Thank you.
0: Because I'm assuming that what we want is for both sides to be representing the product or service in a really positive way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's the, that is the main key. It's like, that's the kind of, there's no secret to it, but that is the secret is making sure that you're picking up a brand or a brand is working with an influencer that, you know, harnesses um, those brand values. Um, I think like a lot a lot of there's lots of ways to find influencers i know we'll all go on to that but i think it's really really important to kind of understand your customer so or understanding what your business is about so you might make i'm looking at a pens you might make pens and they might be lovely and sustainable and made from sustainable products etc um but you know and i know that you as a business owner are going to target people that are, you know that really encourage those values of a brand they're buying it because they want to be more sustainable to the product to the planet I keep talking about sustainability but it's just an example um, and I would say that a reason um you know you would want to work with an influencer that you know maybe using pens in their life let's say they've got small children um, you know they they might be a brand that's doing lots of activities with that child that they're, with their children um, but they might have a lovely sustainable angle within their um, within their brand. Their followers may be coming into them because of those reasons. So you would always want to partner with a with a person that really does represent what your customer is about and what um, you know kind of what your brand is about. Um, so I'd say that's probably a, quite a key thing um, when you're beginning to look at um, influencer marketing for your brand
0: there that totally makes sense thank you because I think one key thing I've picked up on what you've said is it is a partnership so it has to work for for both parties so there's you know you might think your product's amazing and I'm sure your product is amazing and you know it'll be great to have this person use it because it's such a good product if it doesn't fit in with their lifestyle or their ethos or who, who they are then actually it's just not a good fit is it yeah
1: exactly exactly and if they're not if they don't readily talk about a specific value that you talk about a lot within your brand, it's gonna feel foreign to that audience and they won't expect it. So, um, you know, if there's like mother Pucker, for instance, she's very much about, um, she is an influencer, but obviously there's a bigger dimension to her and there's lots about, um, you know, flexibility and working. So, you know, a brand that, oh, I don't know, a bike brand, for example, you know, may be the wrong fit for her for because, You know, why would she start promoting anything to do with a bike when all she talks about is flexibility in the workplace? Unless she features her children on her brand and her blog, then yeah, then maybe that would work. But I think I think it's really important to, if you found an influence that you want to work with, look at what they're doing on a daily basis. You know, check out their stories, check out content they're making for their grid. I mean, I'm talking about Instagram, but they might be, um, you know more um around in their on their website so check out what they're doing on a day-to-day basis and see if you fit you know that brand in any way And would your consumers does that person represent you know your consumers because that's another way of looking at it um somebody that would maybe come to me would probably be um Uh, targeting uh, females, um, you know, I don't know, 35 to 45. I'm in that age bracket now, sadly. Um, And they would, uh, you know, maybe with children, and I've got small, small young children, so it would probably be, right, somebody that's got, you know, similar sort of um, demo to me. I live in London, so it could be that they're more London-centric, a London-centric brand. I mean, uh, these are all sort of small things, but they're actually quite big things, because a, a lot of my following on The Curious Mummy are London-based um, followers so it's really important to kind of look at those demographics I think but then also look at you know who's following me and and I know a lot of the followers that are following me are you know s- similar to me so I um I put something out of my stories today for one of my clients um and she's a sleep consultant she's absolutely lovely um and she and we did this reel about um uh, about baby sleep cries Anyway, put it out on my stories, um, just because I know that there are some younger parents that are following me and she's already had loads of people go over and check out her reel, which I'm so, so happy about. But I think it's because um, you know, the brand, her brand is very similar to people that are following my brand. So if my children were a little bit older, that real would probably be, you know, completely redundant on my page and wouldn't work. And then I wouldn't be doing that person any justice. So, um, yeah, sorry to go into those intricacies. But I think it's quite important to think about different layers of that person. Because I I think with a lot of brands, they're, you know, if you are working with an influencer, whether you're paying them, whether you're gifting, whether you're gifting and paying, however, whatever the arrangement might be, I think, you know, you've got to remember that, you're putting out something that person's going to represent your brand you are physically using some of your budget to get that person to get people into your brand so it really has to make sure it's right and I think a little bit of research is is one of the big things that needs to be done um, with lots of brands that work with influencers um, particularly small brands that work with influencers because you know budgets in the first couple of years are very very limited
0: thank you for that i have so many questions about finding influencers, um but i'm going to hold off for now because the next one i just wanted to cover because i think it's important particularly as it does seem like finding influences is possibly more complex than it might look on the surface mm. um so what would be good to have an understanding of now is sort of why why is working with influencers a good way to promote your products because it does sound like it can be hard work i don't think it's just going to be you're not going to tell us just to send a couple of emails out and hope for the best um there is going to be obviously a lot of thought and research and work that goes into it so why should we think about doing that what are the benefits are for us as a products business
1: right okay so I've made a list because I was thinking about this the why there are there are loads of whys why you should um and I think if you can if you can think about these which I'm going to start talking to you about I think it will then give you the understanding and the framework to go right okay I am sure that I want to invest part of my marketing budget or part of my money for the year on working with influencers. So um, one of the things is working with an influencer will give you um, a bigger reach. So you are gonna reach their audience. Um, If they do a sterling job and you've got a continued relationship, so you might've worked on a paid um, influencer um, campaign with them, but they absolutely love you. You've nurtured this relationship. You may find that they will use your product and feature it without payment in the future, um, and that's where the authentic thing comes in. So just bear in mind that it gives you huge exposure to bigger audiences. And it, you know, if you kind of get into bed with them, I hate that phrase, but if you do, you're going to find that they're going to want to champion and support your brand. Um, you know, for everything. So it might be that you can one paid project, but you can't afford any more. Um, but you want to work with them in the future, then it's definitely definitely worth, you know, just trying to build that relationship. So just remember, they can give you a bigger audience, give you a bigger reach. Also, um, working with an influencer can build, can give you social proof. So let's say you've just started your product business and, um, you know, not, you've not had many customers and they, you know, therefore haven't got many reviews or you haven't had uh, much social proof online that people are using your product. Um, using an influencer to do that job is going to be great. And then you can obviously repost that piece of content time and time again. Because I think people now, they've got the mentality of, they might check out a Google review or an Amazon review on a certain product, but actually nine times out of 10, they go into social media pages to get that social proof. So um, lots of females generally of a certain age group generally go to Instagram to have a look. Um, I know they're, you know, for instance, I was looking at Hush today and I wanted to get a dress but I wanted to make sure it was it was nice so I was checking out how it looked on other women um so that I think is really really important it will build nice a nice level of loyalty and trust for your brand so it's a really big uh, reason why you could consider using influence marketing um also uh if you've got the right influencer um you're going to grow a nice social following so um Uh, I'm just going to reel off names so I hope you don't mind but um, Emma Patton who is um, a fashion influencer she you know she posts daily and there are lots of outfits etc but I know that lots of um, like fashion brands will go to work with her and they do get a really really good um, um, you know following they will pick up new followers off the back of that so um, and she's very good at promoting people and and I think that's that is quite key that um it will it can if you're using the right person will help you grow your social following. If you're using the wrong person and you pick up one or two uh followers from them it, it means it might mean that they weren't right, the influence wasn't right, or the campaign or the product wasn't right. So um there's lots of things to think about there, but um, it can grow your social following. Um, also it can increase traffic to your website. That's ultimately what you're using social media for is to kind of drive traffic for people to make uh, purchase so um, you know use it for that get people to click on links in bios or swipe ups to get people to to your website um, also another another big thing about influence marketing it talks directly to your audience so you um, for years and years and years there was no sort of direct way of speaking to the audience unless you were spending thousands of pounds on you know radio tv all the above the line stuff but now we don't have that problem because we've got influencers which are far cheaper um to work with to speak directly to the audience so if you've got a brand that you've just launched and there's lots to um you know you kind of want to say all this stuff you can do it through an influencer and then ultimately the main thing is to drive sales so working with an influencer is you've got it right it's going to help you drive sales thank you thank you so much for that um
0: let's talk a little bit now about how to find out which influencers you you could or should be working with because um based on everything you said so far and i picked up on a few things i think one is it'd be good to talk about is the influencers audience because there's a little chat before we started recording and this is something i think um people could easily fall into the trap of is thinking oh this person would be a great person to use my products but it might be that the the people following that person aren't going to be the people that would buy your products in which case the influencer may love your products and it you know might be really nice for them to use it and they might you know genuinely like it but actually it possibly isn't going to get you sales or website views or social media following or anything like that and then I guess the other thing is is how much do you need to think about and sorry I'm asking you so many questions Donna is but how much do you need to think about where people are I mean should we just be looking on Instagram for influencers for example or are they in other places I don't know
1: yeah so I think I think the big thing that which actually answers both your questions is how well do you know your um, your audience um, like I, when I work with all my clients or if I work with people that we're training, I always, the big question we work through is, um, you know, how well do you know your audience? And, and I'm not talking about, oh, right, this person's 39. She's got two kids. Um, she's got a dog. She lives in South of Thunder. This is part me, part not. I'm not 39. I'm a lot older. Um, but I think what I think what is quite important is to understand where your influence is hanging out. Most people are online uh, for a large part of the day. So where are they going online? Are they going to the BBC website? Are they going to, um, I don't know, are they going on Instagram? Do they spend most of the time on there? Are they on Twitter? Um, You know, where are they going? In some ways you will get them, you know, depending on your understanding of that person. And also it's the time of the day. So um, let's just go back to the sleep consultant that I work for. We post a lot of her content out based on sleep schedules so children have an algorithm uh, a circadian rhythm which is very similar to instagram's algorithm completely mind-blowing um but we know that when we put content out at say 8:30, 9 o'clock in the morning nine times out of ten babies sleeping at that time and mothers are getting their coffee and they're maybe wasting a bit of time on instagram um So we know that's when we should be posting content and also it's the content where they've had a terrible night's sleep they either want to see some remedy or some idea of how to fix getting a better night's sleep so it's always looking at what that content might be sorry i'm going off slight tangents i'm going to go back to your question so what i'm trying to get to is is you have to understand your audience but i mean i would you know create um like a, a documentation on who that audience get a pinterest board look at who they are what they look like are they married are they not you know really break down where they are and their patterns throughout the day and i think sometimes it's nice to base it on somebody you know who you're targeting and then you go through that that level then i think then you can then understand who that is and what they're really interested in so um, you know you might let's go back to the pen example they might be interested in sustainable pens um i don't even know if there is one but there is for this example So they might be interested in a sustainable pen um, and then you'd look at all their kind of values on top. So, you know, they're probably going to be looking or following influencers that, um, you know, are experts in that or talk about it that offer really good tips for, you know, a family, uh, for the lady that's, 39 that lives in South London so you know the mother that lives in South London so um, yeah I think you really have to get under the skin of your audience in order to then work out who you're um who you want to work with in terms of influencer and then finding those influencers I think a really um good way is looking at your current if you're on Instagram for example look at who's following you and you might have 400 followers but probably a, a small percentage of those followers will be influencers um, and if that is the case, brilliant. You've got somebody that firstly believes in your product and is following you for a reason. It might be simply because they like your brand or it could be that in time they'd like to work with you or they do just want to work with you. Um, and I would look at that influencer. If, if someone you kind of think, okay, she's following me or he's following me, I quite like them. Have a look and see if, you know, they represent what your brand's about. Is there a way that you can create a really good, meaningful campaign um and you know what's the longevity of that so i think yeah i think the big thing um to answer your question is just to get under the skin of your of your audience and find out who they're following it might be that you pick your your audience and you look at your following and you go right okay i've there are commonly there's a certain age demo of women and i think and a lot of them are following um i don't know the, following lots of the similar influencers then you've almost found your pool of influencers that you could possibly work with as a kind of starting um, point um, and then I'm sure and, and there is lots of ways I mean we can talk about it now if you like but there's lots of ways then you can then work with influencers but I think ultimately um once you've kind of worked out what your audience wants and who they're looking at and what their behaviors are then I think it's fairly straightforward and quite easy then to it is research-based but it's then easy then for you to go off and then find an influencer that would then best represent your brand and your audience
0: thank you and and I would like to talk about different ways you can work with them but before we do that um, and this might be a really basic question Donna but what sort of is there an ideal audience size for an influencer I mean what I mean is um, you know do they need to have a certain number of followers is it in your opinion in your opinion easier to um get influence on board if they've got a smaller audience does it not really matter
1: i i think to be honest um so in terms of um, influencers i think in terms of the size of the influencer there are many different sizes of influencers and i think um i think what we have to bear in mind is that those influencers that under 10k they are um They're working really hard to get over to that 10K on Instagram because that then it gives them the the swipe up. And just bear in mind, um, Instagram are talking about giving everybody access to that swipe up function. Um, So it might be over time that that completely goes away. But I think what is important for a lot of influencers is that they want to have, want to be in those double figures because they want to be seen as experts or someone credible, etc. And also gives them the opportunity to work with brands. So I think working with a smaller influencer is brilliant because they've got a fantastically engaged audience. They're probably posting every single day and they're working really, really hard to refine their audience. Um, And also if you kind of get an influencer in those first couple of years, what you'll tend to find is that they're more open to working on campaigns. Um, You might find that they want to work for a lot lower fee uh, because they understand that they haven't got as many followers. Also, um, you're going to get some fantastic content from them and you can maybe steer them in a really nice, gentle way as to kind of what you want out of the partnership. Um, I would say working with small influencers are brilliant. I think what, um, and also if they're on the up and they're climbing quite quickly um, and they're kind of, you've got them from the early stages, you know, you'll have that continued relationship with them for many, many years to come. Um, So I definitely think it's worth doing. And also it's very easy to start conversations with um, those smaller influencers because, you know they are so keen to create that online presence um, not just on Instagram, but just everywhere. And they want their pictures to be seen on your website and on your news feeds. Um, So I think you'll get a lot of value out of a smaller influencer. Um, With influencers that are over that 10K I think the mentality is exactly the same. They are, you know now they can command, uh, you know, a decent fee. Um, but I, at that same point, they're not really sure what they should be asking for. So, again, I think they, they have that same mentality because they're kind of over the 10K, but they're still growing and they've still got that hunger to develop really good content and align themselves with really amazing brands. So I think it's really, really important to kind of look at them. Um, I, I think what's important is to look at, you know, if that brand, rep, that brand, influencer best represent your brand um, but I think in terms of the size I think it really depends on how engaged that following uh-huh. is so you might have an influencer that um, you know she's got 30,000 followers but she's not getting much interaction therefore she's probably not reaching as many accounts um, and and I would say she might not be the right person to work with um, so it I think when you're, when you're going through your checklist and you've found your influencer, look at their recent posts. Um, that's a good start to see if their language is similar to yours. Also look at, um, I wouldn't always look at the likes because Instagram have given people the option to hide the likes, but look and see if there's lots of comments made in the comments and are people interacting with her, um, with her post uh, for whatever reason. And if it's a slightly controversial post or if it's something that delivers a level of value, um, let's say it's a tip, for example, um, see what people's reactions are to that. And if, um, you know, if she's getting one or two comments, then I, I would probably consider not working with her at that time until she's maybe worked out where she is and what she's trying to develop. And there might be other people that um, that that represent in a, you know, would represent you in a better way um, and give you much more exposure to your brand. Um, but yeah, I would say don't look at the numbers, don't look at the followers, um, just look at their activity, look how um, active they are. If they're reposting lots of stuff, if they're, you know, if their page doesn't look very inviting, um, maybe think about using them in the future. But if you want someone super, super good that's going to deliver, don't look at how big their following is unless you need that swipe up to get people over to your website. Um, but remember the one of the reasons why you're working with influencers is, is to deliver that social proof. Um, which is what I was talking about in terms of giving people trust and loyalty to your brand. Um, so definitely consider like how they have a look and see how they do ads. Um, and if you can't see many ads on their page, just see where they're tagged into. And that that's a good idea and a good reference point to see like the ads they're doing and how they've worked with other, with other brands. Um, there's one more thing, actually, I hope you don't mind me adding. Um, If you are looking for influencers and um, you're looking in their tagged, so on Instagram, you've got um, just under the highlights, there's these little um, images. And one of them is the grid, the next one reels, one's IGTV, Uh, the other one's, what is it? Um, Forgot what it's called now. It's um, something where you can order all your pictures and stuff, oh, I can't remember what it's called. And then the last one is tag. So it looks like a little tag. And if you go into that, then you can see where they're being tagged into things. Um, and you can see if they've been, you know, if a brand has reshared their content, So you can kind of see almost what the competition are doing and who they're working with, which I think is sort of quite valuable. And People forget that because it's a really good way of kind of seeing their activity, not only on their grid page and on their stories, but also, you know, what else they're interacting with um, on other pages
0: that's such good advice thank you and I I guess presumably as well you could look at products similar to yours and see what what they've been tagged in to get an idea of who they've been working with as well
1: yeah absolutely it's a really good one Um, and you'll notice that lots of bigger brands like the fashion brands and you know the household brands they're tagged into so much content and the bigger they are the more people are tagging them because they want that they want to be featured on their pages so yeah it's a really really good one to see and it's a great eye- way of finding influencers as well if you look at a, comp- a competitive brand you can see a lot of them, some of them will say ad on them if they're being good and they're following the guidelines. um and but those that genuinely have bought the product and have tagged that person into it there's a good chance if they're not an influence if they are an influencer that they are open to collaboration and, and to working so you could find people Um, quite easily that way too oh that's really interesting thank you for all of that and
0: I I really like your advice about yeah spending some time online looking something I've noticed actually some sometimes I look at influencers and I see that their day-to-day posts do really well but then they'll do an ad and that ad gets really little engagement compared to everything else on their grid which I've always found really interesting
1: yeah I think I, I, I think people just don't like being sold to and that essentially is what it is so they might not you know support they they probably do support that ad, but they don't want to like it for whatever reason. And that's that's okay. And But it is heartbreaking for the, for the brand because they see mm. that they've got really great likes and really great interaction and all of a sudden it just goes down. Um, but I think if you look at the reach, if you go into the insights and look at that ad and see reach, that will give you a good indication of how many people from that person's feed has seen that. So it is, it is good and it's worthwhile you know kind of just bearing that in mind but I know what you mean it's horrible when you see that they've had like really high um engagement and likes and whatnot and then it goes down but I think people just get turned off because it is an ad and I think both you and I know that if we're scrolling through Instagram and you see an ad you kind of know that it's not been uh you know that person would have been guided ever so slightly into coming up with that copy or the image but um I think that brings me quite nicely on to being authentic I think it's really important that if you are working with a, a with an influencer that they can produce authentic content and you know after a while what you'll notice is that they will create a piece of content for a brand and um they'll get just as good or slightly lower but generally speaking fairly good engagement and that's kind of what you want and you want that influencer whoever you work with to not feel very false and you know kind of work out from them if it's something that would feature in their life Um, I I do lots of cooking um, on my page and I always you know there was a brand I was I was going to work with but there was things that weren't quite right for me and I knew that I couldn't produce authentic content for them so I said no I'm sorry I can't do it Um, which was really hard because you know it was great and I never want to turn um, work down but I think it has to be authentic and I think you have to say I think you have to kind of go ask yourself whether or not that person can produce that authentic content whether they would use that that product or service in their lives on a daily basis and I think those two things will then give you your answer as to not whether or not you work with that brand of that
0: Influencer, thank you. And actually, that's one of the things I wondered when I saw some of those posts. I did wonder if it was like it wasn't quite a if the audience found it a bit not quite a good fit. Because I have to be honest, when you see someone who does influence marketing really well, so for example, um I include you in this. Dawn. Sometimes I'll look at somebody's feed and I'll be reading a post, and it I actually don't I don't instantly realise that it's an ad. I mean, it probably says it does. I know that you do have to highlight that the, the ads but it doesn't feel like an ad because it feels genuine and I think that's the difference Whereas sometimes you might see an ad and it, it it sticks out like an ad they don't even need to tell you because it's quite obvious so yeah, I just wondered if that's what it was about whether you know how well it's actually done
1: yeah I think and like a, an influencer that does it I think very very well is um Shell and the Littles um so she's fantastic influencer and um, if you look at her page um, it does feel like you're walking into some dreamy Californian sunset and she's based in Cornwall I think but she just uses like it feels like whatever she's promoting on her page it feels like that's actually what they're doing in real life and I'm fairly certain shell does use those products that she promotes in real life. And that's great for her, but she's a, she's actually a brilliant one. Like if you wanted to work with anybody, she's a fantastic one. I think she's got an agent, but she also works on her own because she knows that she doesn't need to be governed or guided by an agent. She can actually produce nice content without, um, without that and work with brands really nicely. I've worked with her on one of the companies that I worked with on an events company, and we supplied her with lots of party things for her son's birthday. And it was just done so beautifully. Like I I would have paid a lot of money, <laughs> you know, to get a photographer in and all, do all of that. But we didn't need to, because we know that she produces fantastic content. Um, yeah, it was done really, really well. So yeah, I don't mean to name drop these people, but they're really good examples of people that do influence marketing particularly well. Um, so if you're looking for people, yeah, that's, they those two, Emma and um, Shell are really great ones to, to look out for. And they work with small brands, which I think is a testament to, you know, them looking at the product as opposed to looking at a big brand like the white company, for example, or someone like that who's got huge budgets and can afford to pick whoever they want. So they, they genuinely choose people that I guess aligned with their brand, but also uh, produce things that they would probably use in their daily lives.
0: Yeah. And I suppose that's something else you can look at when you're researching influencers. You can look at whether they've worked with small brands before. And that, I guess that'll give you an idea of whether they might be open to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So, what are some of the ways that you can
0: work with influencers?
1: Um, gosh, there's lots of ways you can work with influencers. Um, I've, I would say, um, if you're a small brand and you don't have that budget, gifting is probably the first way that you would begin looking and working with an influencer. Um, You can do sponsored posts. So you pay an influencer a fee, an agreed fee between you and them. Um, You gift them the product. Um, You would, um, you probably would say, look, um, I'm gonna give you a, a creative steer. So you may say to them, Um, I'd like it shot in really like good lighting Um, my brand values are this and I'd like you to mention at least a couple of them in the copy Um, you might say that you'd want a reel or you might want a static post so um, with sponsored content where you're paying somebody um, you can either go look I want you to be authentic as you like go for it and do whatever you like but if you want some styled content, um, I think you've also got the. You know, you can definitely say, "I want it styled in this way." But I think if you are, if you've got lots of demands and you're asking people to um, do X, Y, and Z, then be prepared to maybe consider paying them a bit more um, for doing that. It's not always the case, but I would say just um, just note that. Um, You could also do giveaways, but um, Instagram um, have not frowned upon giveaways, but there's some legislation now in place. Um, So just be careful when you do them. There's been lots of talk on Instagram and I've seen it happen to influencers and brands where Instagram, uh, sorry, a giveaway has been run and then a horrible cowboy account will come and close that, not close that, they will clone that account. So they'll copy that account And then they'll contact everybody that's taken part in in that giveaway to try and get um, information out of them. So, uh, And then when that's been reported to Instagram, Instagram have then closed the two accounts that have run the giveaway. So what I would say is if you're going to run a giveaway, just be super careful. Don't use hashtags that say giveaway, contest, anything like that because you're gonna attract those horrible people that are out there on Instagram. Um, but giveaways are a brilliant way to also grow um, and a great way to start a partnership with um, an influencer. Um, you can do blog reviews with influencers. Um, so you've got some content on your site and obviously that will then give you backlinks if you add all the website links. Um, you can also do affiliate programs where you give them the product and then every time they feature it on their stories or if they feature it and people click on the link, Um, and it takes them back to the website, then they earn a percentage. Um, There are some influencers that do this quite a lot. Um, You'll notice that lots of fashion influencers uh, generally do this. Um, Yeah, lots of them, lots of them do it. Um, But there are influencers like me um, who wouldn't touch affiliate marketing um, programs because sometimes uh, brands want you to create lovely pieces of content and it's quite time consuming. Then you post and then you might only, you know, earn a pound from the sale, which it's not really a great incentive. So if you do um, affiliate programs, think about what that incentive could be. Um, You can also, uh, if you're working with influencers, you can ask them to supply discounts. So if you've had somebody that posts something of yours, um, you know, in the past, you might say, um, thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm gonna give you a discount and your followers a discount. So if you wanted to repost that or put it in your stories, um, here's the discount code. If they've got a swipe up function, so people can swipe up to your website, it's a brilliant way to get them there. Um, Also, you might want to run um, ambassador programs. So you might put a little um, post out on Instagram to say, I'm looking to uh, take a group of uh, parents on or influencers or whatever, however you want to frame that. Um, You choose the best that you think fits your brand at that particular point in time. Gift them, whatever it is. Um, And then I think generally what people do is they do a cycle of sending them uh, products um, during certain periods and then getting people to get, and then getting them to promote it on their platforms. So ambassador programs are are very good um, and it's a great way of developing a uh, relationship. So essentially it's gifting, but it's gifting with a long-term sort of um, strategy behind it. Um, And then the other thing is paid social access. So you might work with an influencer might have worked with them last year, and um, you might want to go into your Facebook ads and then um, have a, gain a paid social access through their fees to then promote old um, posts of theirs that obviously feature your product. So that's a really good way of reaching, um, you know, their audiences, not only on um, Instagram, but also on Facebook. I could talk about this for a long time, but I'm not going to. But paid social access is a really good one. Um, and I think more and more brands are starting to use it, but with any kind of ads, they're costly and they do take time. Um, and if you are a small brand, it might not be where you want to put your investment straight away, unless you've got um, a product that you're promoting, uh, that, you're, that you've are that you created in mass, uh, that you need to kind of churn out and get sold really quickly, then uh, Facebook ads and pay social access is a really great way to do that. Thank you. So I guess, especially
0: for small brands with small budgets, so influencers may, might not always expect to be paid is that right but if you're gifting them products um do they have to use them I mean do you gift them on the basis that they're going to talk about them or do you gift them and hope for the best
1: well it's really it's tricky um I think when you gift, I mean essentially that is giving them money because you've given them something um but I think I think the influencer and the brand both need to be clear about what that gifting means. So if a brand has gifted a product to somebody, they should say, we're really keen to see it or on your feeds or whatever. Or you can say to them, I'm sending this to you. I'd love you to try it. Let me know. Let me and your followers know what your thoughts are. And the, and the, and the thing with that is you don't have any creative control over that. Um, and it might be that they just put one story up and then that's it, it's gone forever. So I think th- the way around, you know, getting satisfaction on both sides is to outline exactly why you're gifting that to them. And, you know, if you'd hope to see that in the future, I think a way to make gifting work for you um, is to really get under the skin of that influencer. So um, comment on their com- on their posts, um, drop a little DM into their DMs when they put a story up. Um, you know start developing and nurturing a relationship with them and then what you'll find is regardless of whether or not they use your products on a daily basis you'll find that they will do a lovely job and they will um, you know post content for you Um, whether that's an obvious post where you know they've said that I've been gifted this or they might just feature a picture of Them with your product um, which i think is lovely then because then it feels more authentic and then you'll find that people then are more likely to click into it because it you know it's come from a sort of a non-ad space it's come from a very genuine um, place Um, but i think the key with gifting is is just to make it clear but not in a not in a kind of ballsy way just say look you know we have this relationship i absolutely love you Um, i really want to work with you in the future i don't have any budgets right now um, but I'd love to give you some of my products, um, you know, if you're happy, if you don't mind, it'd be lovely to see them on your feed, and then I'd be happy to repost them, so give them reasons why you're going to, you want that on their feed, you know, firstly, you want to get to their followers, we probably wouldn't say that, but what you would say is that I, I genuinely would, um, you know, I will repost that, and tell them where you're going to put it, you might put it on Twitter, where they haven't got a following, but they're trying to grow it over there, or you might put it on your website. So you know that for them is great because they want that exposure. They wanna be seen everywhere because they're growing. And it doesn't matter if they've got 10 followers or 10,000 or 100,000 followers. Um, They still want that social proof for themselves. So social proof works, I think, in both ways. Um, But I think developing a relationship first before you kind of go in and gift is probably the best way to get the best out of gifting.
0: Thank you. And do you have any other advice on contact influencers and how you know how to how to do it well? Because I guess you only get one shot, really. Do you? With
1: um, I think yes, you probably yes. No, I think I think the best first and foremost, the right way to do it is to develop a relationship with them. Um, you know, engage in their posts. Make make sure you're regularly attending their posts. So if they're posting you know, every morning, like comment every day, just do it. Um, and then sooner or later, that person will start looking at your stuff. You might find that they start following you, which is brilliant. Um, but show up to their, their, their channels all the time. Just be regular. Um, take your time out to get to know, you know, they might be talking about something that's going on in their lives. You might wanna offer some advice, but the idea is that you're building a relationship up with them first and foremost. Um, I think other ways that you can look for influencers is to kind of look at your current following. I know I mentioned this before, but look at who they're following. Um, there's a, a drop down actually. If you um, go onto Instagram, onto your onto that influencers bio, um, you will see that there's some contact buttons. So quite likely there's a follow button, there's an email, um, can't think where else there'll be, but there there's there's a kind of line of buttons. On the lo- at the end of the line of buttons, on the right-hand side, there's a little arrow, and it's a drop-down. So if you click on that, Instagram will give you a suggested following. And what you'll find is, based on your algorithm, so your behaviour, who you're looking at, what you're interacting with, and their algorithm, the follower that you're looking at, they're going to suggest people um, that are, you know, someone that you're likely to engage with. So it could be that they suggest a load of new influencers that you can then potentially go and work with. And I think people forget that that option is is there, and it's a really great way of finding you know new followers, but ultimately for you to find um, influencers that you're going to work with. So it's a really good look at the suggested for you. Um, I know we talked about this, but also to find the influencers, look at the competition, look at who they've worked with before, look at that tagged button. Um, And then, you know, don't be afraid to advertise for influencers. You might want to say publicly you're going to start a campaign and you want to work with some amazing influencers, some parent influencers or whatever they are. Um, And just be transparent about that. You're going to get some people that are, you know, desperate to work with you. You're going to get some people go, oh, actually, I'm not right to work with you, but, you know, Joe Bloggs is. So consider that. And then if you are in touch with influencers and you've started building relationships with one or two, and they might not necessarily be the right people for your campaign, um, or they might be, but you need more, um, you know, ask them, say, oh, is there any other influencers you'd recommend that perhaps you know, um, I could work with in the future. And, you know, generally speaking, everyone is on here to help each other. So you'll find that they'll, you know, they're going to suggest all their friends, which is great, because if that is the case, and you work with five influencers, and they've all attached to this one influencer, you get that lovely butterfly effect. And quite often, people are following the same group of people. And, um, you know, if they see that product being used um, within this group of people, um, you know, it will be kind of ingrained in the mind. And then they only need to see it one more place or need to be following you. And then it pops up in their feed. And then, you know, you're on your way to a sale. Um, so yeah, I would say they're probably the the right way to find influencers. Thank you. And in terms
0: of paying influencers, how on earth do you know what to pay? I mean, or do you offer or do you ask? How would you suggest going about this? If, because I wouldn't personally I wouldn't have a clue how much I should be paying somebody to use my products it's assuming I was um you know had a budget and I, and I was happy to pay um do you just ask how do you do um, that Well,
1: oh, you know it's it's no one talks about it it's just influencers don't talk about it to each other brands don't talk about it um so it's a really tricky one but I I know when I've worked with influencers um we are because obviously I've been on the other side. There's lots of influencing in apps out there which pay influencers to, you know, run campaigns for them, and um, you know they charge. Like, I think it's like one percent of the following. So if I've got seventeen thousand followers, they would offer me, you know, one hundred and seventy quid, um, and I know as an influencer that is, you know, it's okay. It's not the best money because you know quite often if you're creating a piece of content, paid content for a brand. You know, you're working to their brief. Um, you are create, you know, I spend, I spend quite often my whole weekends filming content. Um, so that's like two days work, I would say. So I would, like, I charge a bit more than, you know, 170. But um, I would say maybe look at what they're, I think the, looking at what the, you know, how many followers they've got as if is your first sort of guidelines. So let's say they've got 1,200 followers, maybe offer them 120 quid. Um, or offer half that and then see what comes in. And I think also remember a lot of this is negotiation. So it is business, a lot of it is business and we should think of it like that. Um, it, what I, quite often when I work as an influencer for, uh, for brands, they say, I've got a budget, um, can you send me your fees? And some influencers, professional ones, I guess like me, have been doing it for a long time. I've got a rate card. Um, but there are some influencers that don't have that, and generally they're the ones that have just started out and they've only been doing it for a, a couple of um, years. So um, I would maybe suggest what you feel like the, the the campaign is worth. If you think it's you've only got 70 quid or 100 quid or whatever, offer that to them and see what they say. You know, if you're gifting them product, you know the package could ultimately be worth a lot more. But I think if you've got an influencer that's doing it full time, remember that, you know, it's their time. It's it could be that they've got childcare to do that, They've you know, to, to work on your thing. It could be that, you know, they're running it through. Um, they've been doing it for a few years. So of course, it's their business. Therefore, it goes through taxes. It might be VAT. There's all the things that you would have for your business. So I think just bear in mind that um, you know maybe sort of determine the value in your head look at your budgets um use that kind of one percent thing that i mentioned because that's a it's quite a good starting point and lots of smaller brands do use that and i've noticed that um and that's a good way of kind of you know saying or if you don't have it just be open and say look i don't have huge budgets but we're a small business and we're growing and this is what we hope to do in the future um and this is what I've got and just yeah I think you should just kind of go in what you you feel like you're going to get out of it and look at what they've done in the past and you know if they're producing beautiful pictures and lovely videos that you think that's valuable content then most definitely pay what you think you should do but yeah I don't think there's an answer for that at the moment because it's you know it's slightly unregulated in terms of um fees but yeah I think um yeah go with that one percent thing that I mentioned
0: so that's really good advice thank you because I, like I said I wouldn't have a clue and I'm assuming as well there's no harming saying to somebody look I've only got a small budget what what could you do for this if I gave you x what what could you do for that yeah and like you say have a conversation and make it a discussion
1: yeah and I think that's where that you know I, I talk I've spoken a lot about relationship building that relationship with somebody you know you might find that they'll do it for free because you've built that relationship up with them, and they adore your brand, and they want to help you because you're small. Um, and you know, in the future, you might be able to offer them um, some payment, and that would be great. They'd be delighted, I'm sure, even if it was fifty pounds. They would be, you know, over the moon with it because they would have, because they know you and they feel they trust you, and you trust them. You know, over time, all these things. Yeah, I think uh, lots of brands can can gift without paying. Um, but I think if you're looking for specific content that's going to take them a whole weekend to do, I think you have to bear in mind that their time and, you know, they might have bought an editing tool and they might have bought a laptop, especially. So people go, oh, yeah, influencers will do it for free. But, you know, yeah, they might be doing it for free whilst they're just learning and they're starting out. But remember, they're still paying for things. They've still got children to feed and mortgages to pay and all of these things. So there will come a time where they'll say, no, I can't do it for free. Um, And then I think you have to work out what the value of that content is to them and to you and then you work out what you want to pay that's really good thank you it definitely sounds like it needs to be a discussion and just recognizing that
0: each other is human and has other needs and limited time and limited everything we all have don't we um but that leads me on really nicely to my very last question which is um about relationships and what's your advice about how to build a successful relationship with influencers because presumably this could be a one-off thing but actually it could be a relationship that lasts for years potentially um so how do we get started in the right way and then continue to just nurture that relationship i
1: think find your influencer find someone that you like um remember that they're probably you know, they've probably got lots and lots of people that contact them on a regular basis. So I think come at, come at it in a very authentic way. Um, you can either be completely honest and go right, well, I wanna work with you, or you might just wanna start creating the foundations of a friendship with them. So as I say, comment on all their posts, but don't, um, I think what people make the mistake of doing is commenting um, on every single post and really kind of spamming their feed. Um, and then I think people then will then feel that it's slightly um, not authentic so it's quite important to put genuine comments take the time comment on one a day build it up Um, but don't go through their feed and just spam them because they're going to be completely turned off by you and you'll then be a warning to them Um, and then um, in their stories um, I think people just get a little bit raw in their stories and a bit more honest or they have a bit more fun with it I have lots of fun in my stories I've that's all I use my stories for these days is just to kind of show the personality of my family and the brand and just, you know, have fun with it. Um, And I find that I get genuine feedback from people that do want to work with me, you know, they'll slip into the DMs and they'll say that was funny or they enjoyed that. And then you'll find that, you know, a couple of times a week. And I think this is probably the right balance a few times a week going into stories and watching them and then commenting. And then I think um, as you start building a relationship, you can just maybe one day say, "Hey, I'm um, I'm just about to launch this product." Um, you know, absolutely no uh, pressure, but I would really um, love to work with you in some way. Would you be open and see what they say? Um, I would also then say, "I'm going to drop you a DM with more details, DM an email with more details, and then send them a full blown email as to what you want and what you're willing to give them, etc." And I think that's the best way to do it, and that's the way you're going to get and you know great content and you could then develop this longer relationship and if you say that you haven't got any money but you do want to have a longer um relationship with them in the future you know be honest and just say it because they're human just like you and you know their instagram or their blog potentially is their business so just be open and honest i think those open conversations are the ones that go the furthest that's really useful thank you for that Um, so just one
0: final question before we finish Donna is what is your number one thing you'd like people to take away from this conversation so someone's thinking about working for influencers what's the key takeaway you'd like them to have from this
1: I think um, the big thing is to nurture the relationship um nurture it before you jump into the relationship you know by commenting whatever but when you're in that relationship and you're working on that campaign together you know give them creative freedom um you know take take what they say in terms of um you know the the content they they feel they know their audience the best so if you say i want a reel but they don't produce reels that reel is probably not going to do particularly well unless it's something that's trending and they've jumped on that bandwagon but i would say um try yes you should lead them creatively but don't, um, but let it be a two-way relationship. I think relationship is the key, really. Um, but yeah, just make sure that you um, have open conversations about what you what you want. Encourage them to do the same because what you'll find is lots of them, people please and say, yes, yes, we'll do it. But if you're pushing them out of their comfort zone and you are them to do things they've never done before, you're just not going to get the best out of them. So see what they've done before, maybe reference, oh, I love that you, what you did for so-and-so. I'd love it if you could create something similar for me to me whatever um and then and see where it goes but I think the key is nurture the relationship and be open and honest thank you so much for that and thank you for everything you shared today. I really appreciate
0: it Ah, my pleasure Hi, thank you so much for listening. As always, I would absolutely love to know what you thought of this episode. Please do remember to rate and view the show and also, most importantly, subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And as a reminder, I release a new episode every single Friday. So take care and look forward to speaking to you again then.